This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality. Hey, this is Mega Rand, teacher, rapper, hero, waffle lover. And you're checking out ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. Turn it up and share. It's time. Talk time. Let's go. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Live. Started in the 80s with Matt Cross. Dudes in the hood might have called that soft, but I carried that cross like Jesus did. Fast forward, I teach the kids to learn how to let go, live life, and show love to all things that don't matter. Where y'all from? And luckily, there's a show called Talk Time. We've been waiting for this for a long time. Dax kicks the facts on all the geek news. Special guests and unbiased reviews. Suburban kids, the hipster street dudes. All can learn something new. Me too. I heard worse when no faith is empty. I stayed the course, so my haters tempt me. Beep the podcast, that'll make them envy. It ain't too trendy. It's ACMG. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime comics, movies and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime comics, movies and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. gentlemen welcome back to the journal of my life that covers all things anime comics movies and games this is acmg presents talk time live the prime show i am your host xavier josiah folks hope you're having a great week it is 70 degrees today the first of many to come maybe hopefully (laughs) but honestly this is way too early for it to be 70 degrees like this is about the time of the year in philly well, we got we get like the nor'easters or whatever like that. I know we got it like a few years back, but this is normally the time never fails like that. March is usually the time where like the big storms come. If it doesn't, I'm actually kind of afraid of that. <laughs> the climate factor of that. But I'm cool. I'm chill with today being 70 degrees because what better day than today? Because this is for wrestling fans. One of the biggest pay-per-views of the year. If you're a wrestling fan, you know AEW Revolution is here. Shout out to my man Mega Ran. My man Raheem. He actually is uh his his song that they use for the pay-per-view is being used today. The very same person that you're hearing at the beginning of this show is uh, did a song for all elite wrestling uh for the revolution pay-per-view, and they've been using it ever since even the first uh, revolution pay-per-view and it's pretty dope he's also gonna be in the uh the new soundtrack that they came out with the collaboration uh album that they came out with uh for the bootsy collins fund you know geared for you know to help black uh it's a non-profit that you know helps out the community let's just put it like that and he's in it amongst a lot of other people is in it i actually it should be getting to me by tomorrow i just saw my uh, email about that but he does the theme music for the pay-per-view. So this is not the first time he's done it. He's done it for Ring of Honor as well. 
which was awesome as well. And he's done a whole bunch of other things. He's uh, done a theme song for Kenny Omega back uh, during the CEO event, like pre-pandemic and stuff like that. So he's he's well known in the wrestling community, as you know, when I interviewed him. You know, where you talk about his friendship with Xavier Woods, a.k.a. Austin Creed from, you know, WWE and G4. So it's really awesome to see that he's uh he's, you know, getting that rub and everything from uh, the other, you know, other industries and everything. It's just pretty dope. And I'm, again, it's always an honor to have him grace his voice on this show every week there. So but I digress. We got a fun show for you today. We're going to be talking about a lot of anime some comics movies and games of course but in the top of our hour our talk topic this week we got to talk about the batman you know you think you'd be tired of these batman movies and all these new versions of batman movies nah and we'll tell you why <laughs> and in fact this is even more significant for me because this is the first time i've ever seen uh, robert pattinson and any movie i never went out to go see those twilight movies or anything like that or anything he was involved with after that but you know i know he was like this heartthrob of a guy and everything so his demographic wasn't catered to me per se but you know he's taking on the job of of the cape and cow that's a hard anybody who's ever taken that on no i mean if you see what christian bell did and um with I, and I think, you know, dating back to Michael Keaton, I think people wanted to step it up because they I think a lot of people underestimated Michael Keaton back then because he was a comedic actor and didn't realize that this dude was able to pull it off. I was one of them. I mean, it was just it was Michael Keaton. Like If you watch Michael Keaton from back in the day, Night Shift and all those movies that he was in back then, it was like this is so much of a contrast of what he's done, but he's managed to prove everybody wrong one of the biggest examples of you know don't judge anybody or don't prejudge you know prematurely before you see it happen and since then like i think he stepped everybody up to like be like like i'm taking on this big deal which to people it is a big deal because some of the biggest reactions come from fans and towards this so these guys are really stepping up. I, I I know Val Kilmer and George Clooney didn't really do that great of a job, or I don't think they really took it seriously to that to the nature. But Christian Bell took it very seriously. Um, ben Affleck, I would say, took it seriously. You know, he he. I think he did a solid job. I don't think he did the best job, but um, you know, he did a pretty solid job. I liked his you know Bruce Wayne and his Batman. It was supposed to be like the older version of it. Uh, but then you got Robert Pattinson here and they, all three of these guys worked their asses off and Michael Keaton as well, worked their asses off to really bring it to you. And we're going to talk about this movie and where it stands in some of the best movies of all time. If you know, if that's the case. So we'll be talking about that in our talk topic of the week. But for now, we do got some really interesting news here, some anime news, some, uh, <laughs> comic book news as well. So let's get right to it. Let's find out what's new in the world of ACMG. And now it's time to find out what's new in the world of ACMG. All 
Alrighty, folks, we're going to start with anime news, and it's finally happening. You know, they've been working on it. They've been talking about it. Now it's finally here. Funimation and Crunchyroll combining together. Funimation actually is merging its library to Crunchyroll. Sony decided that they're going to use the Crunchyroll name here. Crunchyroll and Funimation is now doing a fusion technique to become the most powerful anime streaming network of all time. Slowly but surely, you will see Funimation library of titles of your favorite anime migrate over by the end of this month. And you've seen some of, some of them in there now. Uh, this means sooner or later, every subscriber to Funimation will have to start up and resubscribe to Crunchyroll. If you have never uh, subscribed to the app before, uh, Crunchyroll is offering a 60 day trial period. Uh, some dubbed anime have surfaced on the streaming app so far, including uh, Attack on Titans Junior High, which is sub and dub, uh, Black Clover, you know, episodes one through 170, all dub, Cowboy Bebop, the complete series, uh, sub and dub, Darling the Franks, dub, uh, Dr. Stone season one and two in dub, Fire Force season one and two in dub, Fruit Basket also in dub, one seasons one through three, Hunter Hunter, See uh, episodes one through seventy-four. End up my the entire My Hero Academia series updated. End up now. Scarlet Nexus is in there. End up. Skate the Infinity uh, sub and dub. That time I got reincarnated as a slime. Uh, seasons one and two. And the OV OADs uh, are in dub. Tokyo Ghoul also in dub. One of my all-time favorites and the greatest of all time in the Mount Rushmore of anime, I should say. Yu Yu Hakusho. Every episode and OVAs are in sub and dub right now on there. Yuri on ice, or I should say Yuri on ice is with the exclamation marks and dub. In addition to this, and if I had any doubt, I have no more because of what they added here. Hajime no Ippo, which is I mentioned that Retro Crush has in their library as well, the dub version. However, there's no ads on this one. And, I, you know, granted, I had a subscription. I immediately unsubscribed to the premium versions of Retro Crush. And I'll explain the reason why for that in a minute. But Hajime no Ippo, which is like an awesome, awesome anime. It's a sports anime. It's a boxing anime. It's about an underdog named Ippo who like gets bullied in, you know, school and everything. And, you know, this other boxer wants to actually show him how to be tough and, and show him how you know to face off against bullies and stuff like that and he becomes a boxer but lo and behold Ipu has the strength of a really strong boxer so they see the potential in this kid even though he's kind of a wimp at first but he kind of gets into it he really gets invested and in he's kind of a kinesthetic learner in a sense that he sees things that he wants to see but he trains really hard to you know replicate what these with the uh what the guys are doing before them i love this anime because it actually has it really celebrates the history of boxing like legit like the non-fictional real world history of boxing in here they mention a lot of um people in the legends of the past uh sunny liston and muhammad ali and you know sugar ray robinson and all they uh, even tyson with the Dempsey role and all this stuff. They mentioned all that in there. It's like, it really pays homage to a lot of boxing history. And they, it's from a technical standpoint, it, it's 
to me is really on point. You gotta get educated into certain aspects of boxing by watching this too. So it's one of my favorites. And by the end of this series, you will be so deeply into Epo and <laughs> his journey to become one of the best boxers around, man. It's dope. And I, not only that, I not only love this anime, but I've played the video games, the import video games, and the one that came to America as well. They're absolutely some of the most fun boxing games ever too, but it's out now on Crunchyroll and dub and sub as well. But this other one is like literally in my top three of all time anime, and that is Golden Boy. Kentaro or OA, one of the most dopest geeks ever in anime. And one of the most and one of those hardworking, diligent, and smartest guys. You talk about kinesthetic learners. This dude is the greatest of kinesthetic learners. For those who don't know what a kinesthetic learner is, it's like it's something I was told I was when I was in college. Um, whereas, yeah, you can read text and learn from text and, and textbooks and everything, but it's another thing to have the ability to see it happening and pick it up from just by watching something and being able to pick it up and i would give you an example sort of kind of an example i would say taskmaster it from marvel studios or marvel comics is a you know he's kind of a kinesthetic i know they give it another term but he's kind of a kinesthetic learner where he'll see black panther or somebody do something like you know his ability he'll copy it you know really quick it's kind of on that sense uh, too. I would say kind of roguish type of ish type way because she gets her she gets it from just touching people and I don't have that ability. I, I literally have to watch people do certain things and I've done that throughout all my life, including in my college years when I used to see people do certain techniques. I would really watch how they do it and kind of just be able to mimic that exact thing and it kind of, you know, assimilate it into my own technique and something like that. All right, you, I guess you could say sell to, to some extent, but um, it, it's just those two alone. And then more to come. Uh, Dragon Ball series has not been, you know, has received the dub yet. I'm waiting for the Naruto Shippuden series to come in dub. I, I really want to watch the rest of that. I know for a fact that they have every one of those in dub. It's been out for a while. Molly has completed all of, she voiced all every single episode that has come about with that series it's out there it's just i don't know what this video is doing if i don't know if they have the rights to bring it in but they need to bring that in along with baruto there's a bunch of baruto episodes that um, i know amanda uh voiced a voice i mean when i say molly and amanda is a molly flanagan and, and amanda c miller voice of baruto and naruto i know for a fact that they voice episodes that they have not seen in stream and it's been quite a while now so it's time for them to you know upload those into the system as well because i've been waiting to watch a lot of those uh episodes back then and it's like i i don't want to buy the dvd box sets of everything because one i don't have a dvd player anymore and i even even now i mean i the close to a dvd player as or a blu-ray player do i have is my ps4 and i don't play my ps4 anymore my ps5 is the digital version i and my computer does not have disk drives and nor what i want to watch it on my desk in my office here i'm not that type of a geek uh, of a, a geek <laughs> so you know I, I i'd rather see it digitally and it's been far too long for those to come so hopefully you know it's just the six 
this month and they said by the end of the month a lot of the library should be migrating over there i don't know how fast it's going to be because there's a lot funimation has a enormous library of anime um some of it that crunchyroll already has but they just have it as sub but now we're getting the dub versions of it so we will see how that goes from there but uh i, I gotta say this too i did subscribe to the to uh crunchyroll for the first time ever i, I had the app but i never really use it but they did have some anime i did want to check out on air but it was just in sub and it's like i, I got too much going on to just focus on subs all the time like i need to literally sit down and be able to watch it but i'm a multitasking type of person so it's like i want to watch it but i want to hear it in the background sometimes when i'm working on it and then there are times i'm just going to stop and look at what's going on and enjoy it or just looking at it from my peripheral while i'm doing something else you know that's how i am and i gotta say like it's crazy and the other reason why i think it's really crazy that Funimation is migrating over to Crunchyroll rather the other way around is that Funimation literally just changed their entire UI menu their user interface menu which I actually liked better than the original that they had I thought it was so much better and now they're migrating it over it's like all that work that was done to redesign the UI menu for the for the app is what was the point so now we got Crunchyroll doing it the problem is Crunchyroll, I hope that they redesign this. I hope, I really, really hope they redesign it because I don't like the way the menus are. Or at least they should just re reorganize it in a way, especially because they're adding dub into the series now. Um, they need a dub section. They Because what happens is all of the, all of the categories and choices that I have, they're all scattered everywhere. It just seems dysfunctional. And I gotta find everything like everything that i want i have to find it in a way whereas like even i will give credit to even retro crush it's not the best you know menu that i've ever seen but at least they're organized and they do have like a dub section even i, I believe hulu also now has it where you can find dub anime easier you know i i just want them to be a little bit more organized and i i know it's going to take its time but now, hopefully that's one of the things that they will focus on at this time but it's coming it's inevitable and it's happening and i'm looking forward to it we it's just a six and we got a whole month to go there's a lot of changes that's going to be happening um there is an f for those who want to know more about what's going on how is it going to affect you as a subscriber and whatnot you could go to funimation's app uh or their website i should say there is an faq in response to the the uh acquisition and the migration of the library over to the Crunchyroll app and all the stuff. So they they pretty much answered as much as you could possibly um, ask, you know, on there in terms of what's going on right now. So go ahead and check it out. But I'm 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 excited about it because you know I'm seeing things. I'm, you know, the fact that they added Golden Boy loan to me was like, okay, y'all go ahead and do what y'all want. Y'all got Golden Boy. I haven't watched Golden Boy ages. It's one of my all time favorites. It's the greatest comedy anime comedy of all time. There's still not one uh, like comedic anime series that compares to that one. I will challenge any of you to, you know, tell me wrong on that one. There's no way <laughs> I've watched a lot of them and I love a lot of them, but they don't they don't even even from a character design standpoint, it's just just phenomenal. So go anyway, check it out and join the new during the new subscription. 
So you won't be wrong. This is a great investment. Uh, there are three, I should say there are three tiers too. There's a $7.99, there's a $9.99, and there's a, I believe a $14.99. Each one of them provide different features and, and, um, and, and, uh, assets that you can, you know, acquire from it. You know, I, I settled for the, uh, for the mega fan or the fan, if you will, which, you know, still gives you a little bit of something. I didn't want completely everything that they were offering in terms of that. So I didn't go for the high. I went for the middle. So, uh, go ahead and check it out. It's a, it's happening right now. So what else is happening here in the world of our favorite fandoms is Anthony Starr. You may know him for the boys. The actor known for the psychotic superhero Homelander was arrested and given a suspended prison sentence after an altercation with a chef, which he assaulted. The actor served or was supposed to serve a 12, um, 12 months in prison. As a result, this occurred when he worked, uh, when he was working on a project with Guy Ritchie in the Costa Blanca, uh, during the trial, he was given a chance to avoid jail time. If he paid over $4,000 to the victim within 72 hours. So it looks like that's what pretty much happened, but he kind of went on a bit of a thing. I don't, there's no new, uh, info on how the altercation started, who started, but it apparently actually, it seems like that he was the one that threw the first punch, uh, to what, to what reason nobody knows but i don't know uh could you not be homelander out outside the camera i don't know what happened towards it but like keep chill man you're doing good we love you on the boys we love you as homelander like let's hope this is the only time you do this this is bad for business i don't care what you say what anybody says like controversy creates cash my ass i don't know <laughs> this is just never good like just Keep your hands in your pocket and chill. You know, always be on the defense on this. So let's hope that that is the last time we hear from him because he's doing tremendous as Homelander. He's doing tremendous in that in that series. And we want to see him keep going. We want to see this ha keep happening. This, this series is dope. Don't get don't let it get all in your head. Keep your composure, people. And speaking of the boys, just premiered this Friday. The boys presents Diabolical. The new animated series from uh, Amazon based on Amazon video, I should say, based on superhero, uh, the superhero series, The Boys is out now. The series consists of eight episodes with various animated styles and a powerhouse cast consisting of stories that it revolves around the events of the second season. If you guys remember, the uh, media revealed to the world that the compound that they were using to, they were actually using a compound to create these superheroes. These superheroes weren't born. They were made. And that created a lot of friction with everybody around the uh, entire world. Now knowing that Vault is in, is a manufactured uh, group of superheroes. And this has just created an opportunity for them to have all of these different stories going around like it's it's so awesome so there were eight episodes so far and i gotta say i enjoyed every one of them laser babies day out was really fun because they took the old the old school warner brothers cartoon concept but made it as violent as we would always wanted it to be so you it's like watching watching a looney tunes cartoon but you know how violent those you know those cartoons were back in the day um 
they took it to i should say real quick for anybody any adult listening who is a parent this is absolutely as i'm saying that this is like a looney tunes cartoons by any means this is not for kids there's a lot of violence gore sexual content vulgar you know dialogue in here you know if you think that this is something that you you could watch while your kids around i would not recommend this if you have any moral fiber in being in you do not let your kids watch it you know and i say this as the kids are still playing you know there's parents with kids that are playing like g you know gta and all that stuff in there but it's like dude like i'm old school so like we grew up saying we couldn't watch a lot of the stuff that we could watch here and that's not saying we didn't go out of our way to try to watch it because you know we did go get a chance to see porkies and police academy back then and, and we were supposed to but this is just this like that is disney compared to what we're seeing in this thing man this is like fritz the cat level <laughs> and if you guys if you're old enough to listen and know what fritz the cat is you get what i'm talking about so um but laser baby's first uh day out consists of a little cute baby that just happens to have um you know the compound that was used to create superheroes and she already has these powers these devastatingly powerful abilities and it just like she gets lost it's, it's that same looney tunes concept where a baby gets lost and he go into the city and the the parent or babysitter in this case the scientist is trying to chase her down meanwhile she's destroying everything and everybody with her laser eyes it's just borderline crazy but it's in some way out of this is cute even though she's killing people she's literally like killing people in mortal combat you know style <laughs> fatality style so that right there starts it off take note that this series, of course, is created by Seth Rogen, but this is written by a lot of great people and including some well-known celebrities that you know. Um, you also have the animated short of uh, We're Pissed Off, uh, which is definitely done by um, the creators, the creator of uh, Rick and Morty in here. So, I mean, it's just, it's, it's phenomenal what they did with this and i gotta look at the entire cast and crew because he also voices um there's a lot of like adam sandberg is on here he's not only on here right he's written a certain thing kevin smith is on here don Cheadle, justin rollin who plays the a superhero named paper but he also plays the narrator's dad <laughs> it's really crazy so he's directed uh a segment on here as well um what else which is one it was i would suggest to i mean all just watch all of them they're like sh all of them are short stories about like 15 minutes long all of them got different animation uh boyd in 3d is dope because you got them experimenting and, and a lot of the a lot of the actors from the actual live action series come and reprise their role including um star himself who play reprises role as uh homelander in here and a few of them uh, you got Aquafina in BFFs where she takes the compound V and her powers is to create, she creates, she creates, like, she's has the ability to control shit. So I'm just saying, it's just, she actually makes a best friend 
out of her own excrements, if you will. And but the the bad part is, is that they make it really look so cute because of the art style. It is hilarious and Aquafina does a tremendous job on this role. But Boyd in 3D is really funny too because they use an experimental cream that allows him to change into whatever he thinks he wants to be. And it creates this whole entire situation where he becomes the man that he ever wants to be, the good looking, tall, you know, in shape type of guy. He ends up meeting his neighbor and they come out and they end up, she mistakenly takes it too, but she becomes a, what she wants to be, which is like a humanoid version of a cat. These two become social media famous and whatnot. And it, it just get out of here, but there's a twist to this whole entire thing that I will not spoil in here. So you got that situation. And then I guess one of my other ones that I really love was Nubian versus Nubian, which stars, um, Aisha Tyler, who writes the actual story for this one. And she's a superhero along with Don Cheeto, who's also a superhero. And those two meet and get together and get married. But they, you know, because in the midst of them fighting crime and whatnot. But after a while, they start to get tired and they end up wanting to get into divorce. And they got a kid here and all the stuff. And the kid doesn't want them to get to a divorce. So the kid kind of comes up with a scheme to get them back together. And I won't spoil that either, but it's hilarious. It's like really, really dope. Um, like I said, eight episodes. I don't know if they're going to do another season of this, but oh, I would say one plus one equals two, which is kind of telling you the kind of the backstory of how Homelander kind of became Homelander because it, it covers his first mission. So all of them are great, but those are the ones that kind of caught my eye there too. So uh, go out anyway, check it out. It's really a awesome freaking series. It's really all fantastic. You know what else is fantastic? As we go over to the Marvel side of things real quick, um, Ryan Minerding. I don't know if you know that name. You probably should by now. Because if you're Marvel Studios fans and you love everything, the art concepts of everything that you've seen in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, you kind of got to, uh, you know, go over to the direction of Ryan uh, Minerding because he's the guy responsible for coming up with the artist concepts of and the costume concepts of all these, you know, every pretty much everything that you see. In the Marvel, Marvel Cinematic Universe, I highly recommend following him on Instagram. I showed this on I showed this to the ACMG Facebook group uh, just recently, and he showed he gave us a full look of the final Spider-Man suit on Instagram that we saw at the end of No Way Out. Because if you watch No Way Out, at the very end, you see the suit but you kind of don't see it in full. You don't get a chance to see it in full because he's just swinging around or anything. But we got a chance to see the first full look of this suit. This, in fact, in my opinion, may be the absolute best Spider-Man costume of all time. Like, of, the, of every one of them. Like, all right, I love all of the, so far for me, like the best ones were the ones that Tom Holland was wearing. Um, I would second that by the Andrew Garfield one that he wore and for this uh, one uh, that he wore 
on Amazing Spider-Man and No Way uh, Home. And then, as much as I love the original movie, I never really liked the the Tobey Maguire suit. Reason being, the eyes. I never, the rest of the suit was fine, but the eyes, I never got into the eyes. The eyes to me were, I grew up, you know, my era of comics consisted of Tom McFarlane, Eric Larson, and to that extent, Mark Bagley. So all of them kept the tradition of this new way of drawing the eyes, which was like really big, you know, optics in, in, in the side, but then you had this, you know, big curve of it but the actual eyes were kind of rounded in a sense and i love that aspect i love like i even have um i'm looking at the top mcfarlane right now like and how he did it and then also eric larson the way he did it. actually more like eric larson the way he did it more than anything um in terms of the eyes at, at least and then mark bagley kind of took from eric larson and made it into his own to that extent too so i like the way he did it but i never got into the that was my cup and that was just my personal deal i know people really love that one um but when they got to the amazing spider-man with you know andrew garfield and i did i hate it oh my god i hated the first amazing spider-man suit because the material looked like a spalding basketball to me the material looked at, like the same material that they use for the spalding basketballs it looked like they used to make that suit i never liked it and i damn sure didn't like the eyes on that one either it just looked like it was it was made by nike <laughs> in this case then they got it right the second time around they at, which was at the time my favorite of them all i felt they got it right to so much extent to that one but then tom holland came and we went back to the the jack kirby style of of the suit get, you know bringing back tradition but modernizing it a bit well the, the last one that they did that that uh ryan did it is the most accurate and i mean most accurate of them all it did exactly everything from the comic book even the color scheme the color scheme the pantone colors are exactly the same everything about the suit is perfect the eyes perfect and then on top of that they these the spider emblem the chest emblem it mimics eric larson it really like if you want i trust me as an artist one of my favorite ways to draw i used to like to try to draw the eric larson style and i know eric larson's emblem this kind of mimics the eric larson emblem uh, emblem a bit but if you look closer it does it's a modernized version of it but the curve of the spider you know um arms if you will are exactly the way that he used to draw it was that that nice little curve you know at the top and in the bottom and i love this suit so much i this suit made me even want me to see another spider-man movie in that suit it is perfect and i like the way it shines too and then if you look in the insides of the of the spider-man suit too there is some uh, some like lining in the design too so it is technically a slightly modernized but it, it's subtle you don't really see it you have to really look at it to see it but man, it is my favorite of them all. It is absolutely done to perfection. <laughs> and I, you know, it's funny. I remember Stanley talking about the value and the importance of the suit 
and how and i remember um i think it was one of the uh stan lee talked about it but also i think it was in one of i think it was the civil war i think it was the civil war um behind the scenes and how they and when they documented you know spider-man's appearance and tom holland's appearance and how they were saying spider-man's suit was part of some of the best graphic design that you would ever see and there's a lot to that because the the color scheme the way that they you know they designed it and kirby designed it and, and just it's just so well done it's it's kind of the way that i do design when i design logos and when i do you know you know branding and stuff like that it's like subtlety and simplicity goes a long way and that's exactly what you see in that suit so i i is i so appreciate what he's done it's just it's really perfect go anyway follow him follow ryan uh minerding and uh and in instagram and trust me you will not go wrong he's always posting some awesome work that he's done for all of your favorite marvel cinematic uh uh movies in there so go out anyway and check it out all right some great news coming from netflix here um have you guys been enjoying the cuphead show because i talked about how much i enjoyed it I, in fact i can't stop talking about that opening intro that opening intro is so awesome and apparently a lot of people think so too and as a result netflix announced that the second season of cuphead is coming and it is coming very soon it is coming later this summer actually it's probably they're saying the the second season but it's probably you know it technically is probably the first half and it looks like what it sounds like is that they've already done these episodes already so they're just cut it into half and just because they did the same thing with uh masters of the universe uh to that extent too so we got to see the masters of the universe way quicker than we normally did because they've already done it and they just cut it in half so they're doing it man it's it's uh pretty awesome that it's coming out i i enjoyed every single episode it, again like um the boys presents diabolical this is like a short story episode they kind of you know take homage to the old 60s uh 50s cartoon style they do it greatly you know i again i enjoy this much better than playing the game i will not get the deliciously last course um i will not get that i i like i said i value my sanity i i, I value my mental health <laughs> that does not help me mentally there so i will not do it but watching the tv show watching cuphead and Mugman, you know go and get satan and whatever like that and, and all the things that they do it's really awesome uh netflix got a gem there and again this is that situation that had me ask adam and bannon of way forward it back in my interview talking about uh river city girls like i want to see river city girls in animated form i want to see a series it's you know take that the 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 acting talent to a whole nother level because they deserve to do it i think they absolutely can have their own thing i think actually to be honest an animated series for river city girls would actually enhance that series even more it'll bring the kunio kun i finally said kunio kun haha <laughs> um i i kept saying kunio kun because in it just like run it rhymes for fun but you know it's japan the u is is it said like ooh so it's like when you say ryu not ryu is ryu or you know stuff like that is the 
U is spelled that way, but I, yeah, I finally say Kun. But, um, the, yeah, the Kunio Kun, you know, series has always been majorly popular in Japan. I think having the River City Girls in animated series form and in, in that format will elevate the Kunio Kun, you know, series even more into popularity. I think this is their shot. I hopefully that they were. If you saw the interview, you know, that I did, and I highly recommend you go see the interview that's on talktimelive.com right now and uh, the video version or the audio version. But the video version shows how they reacted when I asked that question, almost in a sense that this may be in the works. It may be something that they consider or and it's a possibility. I don't know. I hope it does, because of all the video game franchises that deserve to be in that format, it is River City Girls. So we'll see. But Cuphead, we getting more of it this summer. So stay tuned for that. You know what else we're getting more of? And this is our last thing that I'm going to mention. John Maggio. Yes, it's been a lot. Of, oh, by the way, John Maggio is also in the boys in the episode of the boys he's in that nubian versus nubian episode too he's playing a character on air so um he's been a, he's been the biggest talker in a while because the announcement of the return once again for futurama to return to hulu everybody's wondering and asking is john dimaggio coming back you I, honestly no disrespect to katie uh seagal and all the other characters that has you know graced it phil lamar and all those guys John DiMaggio, you can't do it without John DiMaggio. And to some extent, Fry, you can't do it without him either, or Katie Seagal, but Bender is kind of the, he's the mascot character of this show. Um, you know, it's, 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 you know, it's like when you're doing, there's certain characters you just, you know, certain shows you can't do without certain characters. Family Matters, sadly, you couldn't do it without Urkel. And I say sadly because it wasn't meant to be about Urkel. Okay, it was never meant. I mean, you could make an argument that it wasn't about Bender either, but Bender is, he kind of glues everybody together, whereas Urkel just completely took over the show to a point that almost none of the characters really didn't matter because his, he was such a, he was, he, he was such a focus on that show. But Bender kind of holds the glue to everything. Like anything that happens in Futurama kind of revolves around his antics and, his, you know, everything that happens. The same goes for like American Dad. I love the entire cast. Roger is the, the Roger is the Bender of that show. And anything that that character does, Roger is like borderline sociopath, psychopath, insane with his with his role playing it's just, it gets out of it gets so out of hand it causes them danger <laughs> it's a, like it's a whole nother level of bender in that case but you know it's awesome that this show is coming back now in terms of record-breaking numbers of how many times uh, this show has been canceled and come back i think it may have beaten family guy because family guy was canceled multiple times too but i think it was like only maybe three times to uh, Futurama's. I got to count. I'm swear to goodness. This may be the fifth time this show has ended and resurfaced back. This because once Family Guy came back completely, it never stopped. And they ended up having like what? This is like the 22nd season of Family Guy or 23rd season of Family Guy. Futurama has started and stopped so many times like 
it's just crazy. Like Matt Groening has got to be, you know, I, I'm sure he's had to take antacids multiple times because of this show, you know, doing what it's doing, man. It's, it's just crazy. But it's back. Hulu's brought the rights. And it looks like the entire cast is coming back, including John uh, DiMaggio. So, you know, fans rejoice. And I, I'm, I am glad that that show is coming back. It's going to look better. It's going to sound better. They're probably going to have be able to take more liberties this time because it's on Hulu and they can do and say a little bit more on air. Um, I think that show is way better than uh, the other Matt Groening show, Enchanted. I just couldn't get into that show. And again, I think a lot of it stems from the lack, my lack of fandom for the genre that is based on. And it's that medieval i never got into the medieval. like again i watched game of thrones there was something about game of thrones that was good for the first few seasons i kind of dropped off it but all right there may be some obvious things that i liked about it but still the story the story and the writing was really good for its for its time being um i will it's not just some of the obvious things but i will say that for the most part medieval is something that i never really got into it had to be a particular niche that I really got to like uh, the closest thing that I really say I I will always enjoy in terms of medieval it's probably like Robin Hood Men in Tights but that was a Mel Brooks project so it's like okay I will always love that movie because it was just a parody of everything that was going on um and it was Dave Chappelle's like break, uh, breakout you know opportunities that led him to what he's doing now so but this is why I, I, I'm, I wasn't a big fan of Elden Rings, but I'm not just citing the idea of Elden Rings because of my lack of love for it. Because I also like, I can't say that, but I like Soul Calibur. <laughs> okay. I mean, there's some cases I do like, but, you know, I talked about the Elden Ring situation and, you know, and in my and in, in, in select star video game podcast so i want to go there but i just medieval is just not my big niche i didn't get to lord of the rings and all that stuff i wasn't wasn't my cup of tea but unless you really make it somewhat epic to an extent, and i don't think that's there's many out there that i could say that's made it epic like soul caliber is the closest thing that i could say i like to anything medieval-esque in there to that extent but you know, I never really got enchant uh, enchanting. Is I don't think it's really gotten high praise from you know Simpsons fans or Futurama fans out there to that extent. I haven't heard really any buzz on that show. But Futurama is a it's it's the McRib. It's the McDonald's McRib of animated TV. <laughs> because no matter where it goes, that core hardcore fan base will follow it. And now they got a new home in Hulu, and I think it's going to stay for quite a while. And this is the home of Animaniacs, too, so I'm really happy that they brought both of those back. So, folks, that will do it for what's new in the world of ACMG. We're going to take a break, come back, and we're going to get down to the nitty of the Batman. What did I think of my first view of Robert Pattinson? We'll find out right after this. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dax Xavier Josiah, the host of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, the podcast. You want to catch up with all of our podcast shows and hear from some of the hottest names in all of anime, comics, movies, and games, such as... This is Miley Flanagan, the voice of Naruto. This is Stephanie Shea, the voice of Sailor Moon. This is Ruben Langdon, voice of Ken Masters and Dante from Devil May Cry. Hey there, this is Kyle Abair, the voice of Ryu from Street Fighter V. This is Chris Battle, character designer of Teen Titans Go. Here's your chance to check out all of that and more or on TalkTimeLive.com. 
TalkTimeLive.com provides all of our ACMG content with new and previous episodes, exclusive interviews, articles, and much more. Visit TalkTimeLive.com and let us help you learn to let go, live life, and love all things ACMG. Talk Time Live. Hey there, this is Kyle Abair, the voice of Gohan from Dragon Ball Super, and you are listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. Excuse me, Gohan, this is more of a narrator type thing. Uh, okay. Just do it more like a next time on Talk Time Live. Uh, next time on Talk Time Live. Don't quit your day job, Gohan. Do it. And now it's time for our talk topic of the week. Ready? Wait! Ladies and gentlemen, we are back with our talk topic of the week, and it is my review of the Batman. My first look at Robert Pattinson, and he is taking on the Cape and Cow. And there was a lot of questions going on about this because I think a lot of people was skeptical about how Robert Pattinson was going to be the guy for this when they first heard about it. It's like, oh, the Twilight guy. No, you know, a lot of you know, and it was mostly guys. Let's be real about it, because I think. You know, the female fan base and the demographic that really likes Twilight was kind of all for this. Um, I don't think the guy portion of the demographic wasn't really too into the idea of this. I think they can solve, especially when we were supposed to have Ben Affleck do a Batman movie. And then all of a sudden this movie came up and people were like, oh, come on, man. What is going on here? Are we why? Why is there such inconsistencies with DC films and when it comes to, you know, trying to connect everybody with this world? So now we got another Batman with another telling. This is a whole nother Earth, you know, multiverse version of the Batman. And we're supposed to get into this. Well, and then there was also, you know, the pandemic that kind of put things on hold and everything. So we were just this is a whole bunch of things. But we finally got it. And what we got was another whole retelling of the Batman uh, by director Matt Reeves. And he wrote it along with Peter Craig and Bill uh, Finger. And by the way, I'm telling you now, I am going to go completely off record here. I'm, I didn't put any notes here. I'm just going off based on what I felt and what here. And what we end up getting was a very awesome addition to DC films. When it comes to Batman films, you don't never you never know where you're going to get because you get you have so many different Batmans throughout history, you know, starting dating back with Adam West. And I, I think there was somebody before Adam West, if I'm correct. Um, but everybody remembers it, everybody remembers fondly Adam West as their, you know, genesis of the Batman, you know, lore. Um, after years later, we get, you know, Michael Keaton is what I spoke about. You know, at the very beginning of the show, um, we then get Val Kilmer, which it just didn't fall through. George Clooney, I give that man full credit. He has come back majorly from that because that at the time was damaging. And trust me when I tell you, he's he's owned up to the fact that he didn't do a good job with that and he didn't take it seriously. But he's come back major. Like I I was not a fan of George Clooney because of Batman and Robin. And I think it was brother, uh, who out, uh, brother, where art thou is with the movie that really brought me back into fandom for him because I loved the way he portrayed himself in that movie. And then the oceans movie, he came back 
it, 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 it's incredible his career, how he came back. Because when you do a Batman, and if you screw up on Batman, we saw it. I mean, I don't know if Batman was the was the catalyst of what led to Val Kilmer's career after that, but um, he, I think he was only had he was only great in one other movie after that. Uh, which was a Robert De Niro movie and, and Robert De Niro and um and I forgot who else uh was in it. Um I, I'm I'm blanking out, but it was like it was just one of those it was a really dope movie that he was in. But after that, we just really didn't see him since that time. Um and you know, then we you, you had other people doing Batman movies to that nature, and it was it was pivotal. <laughs> that if you're doing a Batman movie, you can't mess this up because, you know, and Christian Bell took it very seriously when he did it. And it looks like Robert Pattinson did the same. Like these guys, I don't know what it is about when it comes to playing Batman or the Joker, but whoever plays these roles, they go in. And I mean, they, I don't know what people joke about. Like there, there's the, the Oscar Academy minded people that look at Batman and does not take or comic book movies in general and don't take it seriously. But when it comes to Batman and the Joker, these actors go in. They method act. They, I mean, look at what Jared Leto, say what you will about Jared Leto's Joker. To his credit, he went deep into becoming that character, his own rendition of that character. Um, Joaquin Phoenix we saw what happened what he did to, with that one amazing we saw what Heath Ledger did with that one when they go in they go in hard to make this not just a normal campy type of experience like this is a psychological thriller and they treat it as such Robert Patton or Robert Pattinson I should say we heard we heard news about how he was just really taking it seriously so much to the point that some people may have hated, hated him in the process. But we see the end results. Robert Pattinson deserves a lot of credit because the first time I've seen a Batman movie where Batman was the legit focus of this. Christian Bell did a great job, but like when, when it came to, I think the first Batman Returns, he was kind of the focus and Liam Neeson was kind of not sort of focused because he was uh, Raj, Raz Al Ghul. But when Heath Ledger came in, Christian Bell took a back seat. When Tom Hardy came in, he kind of was in the me middle of that, but he still was kind of not really seen as the main focus. But he was a, say what you will, Christian Bell is always a solid Batman. And okay, Bruce, uh, he was a good Bruce Wayne. I won't even say he's above. Okay, he's good. Robert Pattinson was both a good Bruce Wayne and a, a really good Bruce Wayne and a really good Batman. Like he did both roles equally solid, in my opinion. I thought he did tremendous, especially his Batman. It wasn't a scrouchy, grumpy type of thing. I He was incredible. He was him. He was he, he made it his own. And I thought he did tremendously well doing it, man. He, I thought I was, this is definitely a different, but awesome, cool, noir like Batman. I loved everything about it. I love the music in here too. I got to give credit, uh, shout out to, um, 
my man uh richard williams who you know i you know i spoke we let out the talk time post in there and he kind of pointed out that uh michael uh giacchino michael giacchino was the one who did the score for this how genius is a guy who only makes three notes on a three keynotes on a piano as batman's like if you list it's just like three notes of a piano key and it's daunting it's 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 noir it's it's dark <laughs> and it's it's thrilling because the portrayal that robert pattinson was doing in accordance with the music score it made like batman was the guy you feared if it, it felt if they made it they made sure that they made it like he was the he was the jason or the michael myers of this thing like whenever and they showed at the very beginning I, you know i'm not going to spoil but so much but at the very beginning of it they gave you the idea that like when the bat signal comes out people stop every criminal stop what they doing any any type of criminal or whatever stops what they doing and they also don't go into the alleyways they don't go into the dark alleyways because they never know if it's him he they you know he's become a a legend a a a urban myth if you will that does sometimes come into reality and you know criminal you know petty criminals don't take chances on them i i really love it and also i gotta give credit to zoe kravitz as well as selena kyle aka catwoman because she nailed it and you can tell this is definitely not in the same earth as um this is not in the same earth as um the prime earth of the universe because if i'm correct she is also in <laughs> harley quinn as well so you know she she's definitely they're in it on ear on their own here this is a totally different world and my goodness well wait no she's not in a harley quinn movie there's somebody else I, I i got that mixed up um but she is absolutely awesome in this i loved her she has the look the figure the everything um and the recent selena kyle look this is like jim lee selena kyle this is definitely the jim lee looking version of it in here and as well and i absolutely enjoyed her portrayal as selena kyle here I want to see more uh, and it looks like they are heading to another movie in this direction i uh, hope she comes back but i wanted to see come back as the actual jim lee version with the gargles and the headset in here too as well um she was a great star in here but the other star that i loved in here jeffrey wright jeffrey this was a sort of a buddy cop noir uh thriller you know you got batman as who he is but you got lieutenant james gordon played by jeffrey wright aka also known as the watcher <laughs> in here as well and my goodness i enjoyed him and his chemistry with robert pattinson and they work together really well and jeffrey wright is probably one of the best james gordons that they have ever done in here because they gave him more room to be a hero in here as well um i've loved all of the other james gordon's before that but i feel like he's gotten it, a lot of focus was on him developing this relationship with batman and also you know because he's a lieutenant so he's out there in the field he's not you know the commissioner right now so this is kind of 
loosely based on the Batman year one type of situation that they're doing here. The suit especially plays off on that on of uh, Batman suit, which was absolutely awesome. And one of the best bulletproof suits I've ever seen. <laughs> like that, that suit took on semi-automatic guns and weapons and he did not get touched one bit there you had colin farrell in here was who was played oz in here haven't seen colin farrell in quite some time in here man so um i thought he did he uh he did a great job uh, aka the penguin <laughs> they called him oz in here for some reason but it's oswald uh cobblepot and i love his new portrayal of it i also love the makeup job because the makeup job remind me of um who was it? And I'm, I'm blanking out on his name again because he, uh, I got to go to Dick Tracy. So he did the same makeup job. They, they did the same makeup job with Colin Farrell, Al Pacino. That's what the Val Kilmer movie that Al Pacino was in. It was Heat. That was the movie. And now it's all coming back to me. That was the other movie that um, Val Kilmer was in that was awesome and it was Heat. And it was with Robert De Niro and Al Pacino in there. It's all coming back to me now, people. So. If you watched Dick Tracy back in the day, and I know some of the younger kids didn't, but I highly recommend you go. That was one of the most awesome movies of one of the summers that happened. The summer of, what year was that? Um, what year did that come out? 1990, literally 1990. That was one of the hottest movies out at the time was Dick Tracy. Um, and, Val, and Al Pacino came, it was in there and he they put him in makeup and all the stuff um in there and this kind of reminds me of the same makeup job that they did um when he did big boy caprice in that movie so colin farrell did a really good job as oswald P uh, cobble pot aka the penguin in here and uh i thought he he was amazing here and it's not the last time we're going to see him and then there's also paul dano dude as the riddler I've never seen a Riddler like this before. Uh, everybody praises, um, everybody praises the Jim Carrey portrayal, and he will always be an awesome portrayal on that movie. You will never be able to take away because he played he played the cart you know the the Riddler that we were used to, but Paul Dano's version goes a totally different level kind of a realistic sadistic and very real realistic because he's playing like he's a very cerebral type of character as he's as we all know he should be but they're taking pages from some real world stuff that we see you know when people do this on social media and you know they're trying to you know the terroristic you know threats that we fear that happens in the uses of social media and in reference to this too um he was fantastic he was absolutely fantastic who i didn't know was in this movie and i was extremely happy about this i was because i'm a huge fan of this guy john Turturro as carmen falcone I, I i can't describe to you guys how much of a big fan i am of john Turturro. i love his performances i love him in anything he does I'm talking dating back way before he was Sector 7 agent on Transformers. That was just, that's not even remotely how good John Turturro is. I mean, Michael Bay got it. He got lucky for even having him on here. John Turturro is one of my all time favorites. And for him to play Falcone in here, 
in Carmine Falcone. Probably one of the best portrayals of Carmine Falcone. And I know uh, Eric Roberts did a really great job as Falcone in the Christopher Nolan series. John Turturro nailed it, man. I mean, he made you hate this dude, but you also showed how powerful I, that's the thing that was so different about his portrayal of uh, Carmine Falcone as opposed to what Eric Roberts and other people has done. This one, I felt like you really felt the power and presence of the Falcone family and, and Carmine in here in general. And nobody can do it better than John Turturro. Um, just great casting here. Andy's uh, Circus uh, is, is Alfred in here. I thought he did a great job as well. He was very solid. He's another great addition to the Batman universe in that sense. Um, and I also want to give credit to uh, Jamie Lawson, who played Bella Real, Real who was a uh, who was running for mayor and she won. I, I hate to spoil that part, but she but I, I, I can't I, I'm not going to spoil it but so much because it goes into a deeper plot in the politics and a political uh, piece of this. But her presence in this movie really shined in here and you can really see it um i thought she did a tremendous job she looks stunning every single every single time of the way but she was very empowering in here and i hope to see her in in, in the future friend of this franchise i thought she did tremendously well and seeing a black woman taking control it's not the first time we saw a black person as mayor of gotham city uh in here uh because billy d williams was the no, actually, he wasn't. I think he was running for district attorney. He was Harvey Dent. So, I mean, not the first mayor that. But wait, wasn't there a black mayor in there too? I got to look back at that. I'm, I'm pretty sure she's not the first um, black mayor of Gotham that we've ever seen. And I am pretty sure of this. Um, not by a long shot. But it was just great to see her there. She brought great presence to the character that she was portraying in there and she felt important she felt important she felt like she was somebody of change and the last i will say um great performance is new york <laughs> the city of new york which was the kind of the inspiration for this new version of gotham city this was obviously obviously by any stretch this was new york city they even had um they even had gotham square garden in there there were some parts of gotham that really mimicked new york like times square ish and all that stuff so i like the new york city portrayal of gotham of a dark gotham in here so i thought this was really awesome overall i thought they did a great job with this um the setting the the, the aura for three hours let me tell you i was in that theater that for, for anybody who works in a movie theater and i know this is a corporate thing because I, I used to work in a movie theater so i know how things are run or even decided on we got to get rid of the idea of having air conditioners in a in, in a core of winter i don't know why it is a need i don't know what's the strategy there but i cannot sit in a theater for three hours in the cold as you're showing video footage of why we should come uh to theaters more often and enjoy the comfort and entertainment when you got the air conditioners on and trust me is it is a strategy because if you go out to concession stands especially on cinemark they're selling blankets okay no this is not good this is not a good strategy don't no put on some heat for god's sake for me i can't i'm not gonna lie 
I can't sit three hours in the cold. One thing, it's uncomfortable. I gotta have, if I can't take off my jacket, I, no, this is why I go to movie tavern. Okay, it's it's not that cold in there. It's like a breeze or whatever, but you, I, I often have to take off my jacket in there because I'm comfortable. I don't have to go to the bathroom. And I feel like if I'm if it's cold in there, it's gonna make me wanna go to the bathroom more. That means I'm gonna have to leave the theater. That means I'm gonna miss something out of the theater. I can't speak for everybody else. I got a feeling I'm not the only one, but this movie was so damn good. It was two hours and 55 minutes and it was so good. I really held it in for quite a long time. And I had to find a opening time to leave. I think it was, I think my record was like at least two hours, 15 minutes before I actually ran into the bathroom and ran back. Luckily the bathroom was literally right next to my theater. So I could go in, you know, get back in as quickly as I possibly could, you know? And I had to do the 20 second hand wash and everything too. So I'm like, each second felt like it was taking forever. And I had to go back in. And then I got to dry my damn hands too. So think about all that before you guys think of doing it. Cause the idea of putting an air conditioner on is not a good idea. Okay. Just saying. So, but I will say for two, for two hours and 55 minutes, this movie captivated me every single minute. There was, you know, always something that was more, in, you know, enticing that I wanted to see in the plots and the mysteries and, and, and you know, them unraveling and, th and, and again, Robert Pattinson and his portrayal of Batman and this portrayal of Batman and Bruce Wayne. You got the detective side of things. He was figuring out all of the the uh, clues that, you know, Riddler was coming out with and such. And uh, this was so enigmatic. I loved everything about it. I'm a I, I'm saying as of right now, I am officially a fan of Robert Pattinson. I don't know what he did prior to. I don't care about the Twilight series. I don't care about any other things that he does. I don't care about the jokes that everybody made about Robert Pattinson before this. He solidified himself. He is Bruce Wayne. He is He is this generation of Batman. Actually, dare I say, if I'm going to say what's my top five right now, Michael Keaton is always going to be up top. I'm going to say Robert Pattinson's number, my number two. Christian Bale's my number three. Um, uh, <laughs> Adam West, it will be number four, respectfully. And Ben Affleck is going to be number five. Ben Affleck is definitely going to be my number five from there. And which leaves Clooney and everybody else out up there. Oh, all right. I, you know what? Ben Affleck's got to go. Ben Affleck's got to go. Um, let me rephrase that. Number one, Michael Keaton. Number two, Robert Pat. No. Number one, Michael Keaton. Number two, Kevin Conroy. I don't care if it's animated or not. Kevin Conroy is one of the best Batmans and Bruce Waynes of all time. Point blank. Number three, Robert Pattinson. Number four, uh, it's um, Adam West and number five is going to be Ben Affleck to that extent. So, yeah, that's going to be my that's my case right there. So let me tell you, man, I really enjoyed this. I didn't expect to enjoy it this much. You talk about what James Gunn has done for the Suicide Squad, which, um, you know, in, in, in the Peacemaker series and and what Zack Snyder managed to do with the Snyder cut. And now the Batman, and then we still have Black Adam, and we still got Aquaman to come. I am, and of course the the, the other uh, Shazam too. 
I am seeing a resurgence of a brand that has been struggling for so long. And I mean, say you would, oh, we got to add the Joker too. The Joker to, to some case. Um, there's definitely a resurgence of DC films coming back. Not still because of the structure, the infrastructure and the formula that is Marvel, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I don't think DC will ever be that damn good because of how they did it. But if you're a DC fan, I think now you got to be a happy fan of the movies that is being produced right now. And uh, shout out to Matt Reeves and Peter Craig and Bill Finger, you know, um, just they just, you know, this is just an awesome Batman movie. If it's a standalone, but it's not because there will be another and I will just keep it at that. <laughs> it, there's there's more to come. They, they got legs to stand on with this and uh, looks like we will be seeing more. A great start to a possible if if they manage to make three really good movies, this is going to be this is, has the makings of beating Christopher Nolan, because I will tell you this, the bat deep this movie definitely is better. I would say is definitely better than the bat than Batman Returns and Christopher Nolan's Batman Returns. I, I, I would definitely say that, but not to take anything away from Christopher Nolan's series at all, because it was at one point one of the greatest of all time. But, you know, every once in a while, something's going to supersede it. And it looks like the the continuation of this is in, it's, it's in good hands with Matt Reeves, man. So um, and then all these discoveries of the of everything that's going on in terms of um, the, the Wayne family and everything that you discover here is it's go out of your way to see this. This man, you're in for a treat. But now we're down to giving it a grade. So if I'm giving this a grade the way I'm talking about it right now, this is getting an A plus without a doubt. There's no way in hell I'm not giving this an A plus. This was just absolutely fa a three hour movie that kept me in my seat, despite the fact I am probably going to have some issues <laughs> biologically because I stayed in not to go to the bathroom for two hours and 15 minutes. That's saying something. So A plus for me. Love this film. Go out of your way. Check it out. It's, a, it's out now. And I can't wait for this, for this movie to come out on HBO Max in the next few months. I just can't wait. This is going to be dope. So folks that will do it for this edition of talk time live the prime show thank you as always for being a part of this show and enjoying it every week this episode and every episode um on talk time live and all your favorite podcast platforms out there but um, i was telling you before and i'm telling you now this is break time for me this is mental me time i am going to take a break i'm going to enjoy myself for a week i'm going to be setting some other things up you know, for the coming weeks, but I'm going away. I'm going to relax. I am going to have a mental me time and, um, everybody should have a mental me time. Um, whether it is just relaxing, getting your mind off of work and things away, even getting therapy, taking some time out to talk to a therapist and all that stuff. I'm going to advocate this as much as I possibly can because we need it out there. So, I mean, I'm saying this to saying everybody now, um, if you need it, if you got a lot of things going on, if you don't have anybody to talk to, if you just need some professional experience, go out of your way to check it out. There's nothing wrong with it. It's totally normal and it'll help you. It'll help you elevate your entire situation. Um, even people like me, even people like 
you know, all your favorite people. I just listened to for wrestling fans. Go out of your way, wrestlingobserver.com. Dave Meltzer, Garrett, uh, Garrett uh, Gonzalez just interview uh, the American Dragon, Brian Danielson, and they talk about a lot of it is talking about, you know, what he what's going on tonight with the AEW revolution. But another thing, they talk about social media and the toxicity of social media and mental health and the importance of your mental health, both the talent in the wrestling and, and according to everybody in general. Go out of your way, check it out if you subscribe to there as well. But um, I got to tell you, go out of your way, find somebody to talk to or find somebody you could trust or, or you know, find a therapist. If you have in health, health insurance, go find out. You may be eligible. You may not have to pay a thing or you may not have to pay much, but do it. It's trust me when I tell you it's the one thing that we don't talk about much and it's one thing we should especially in our in my in my community in the black community because we find it hard to do so i'm going to recommend psychology today go to their website you may be able to find somebody within a community that can help you you know help you help your mental health so go out there and check it out but another thing i want to suggest listening to this show every week <laughs> you could go to talktimelive.com. You can check this out and this episode and every episode out on there. You can check out our video exclusive episodes. Shout out to one of our previous guests, Mike Mo. He is he play, he played uh, Bruce Lee on um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. He was Ryu from uh, Street Fighter Two: Assassin's Fist. He was on the show. We talked a, a while back, but he's doing he's the main character on uh, Samurai Warriors Three. I'm gonna hold my thoughts on that game until I come back to t on um, Select Start because. There's a lot to talk about about that in, in reference to that. So we'll stick to that uh, when that time comes. But um, yeah, you could check. I mean, everything on the website, you could check it out there, including that interview that I had with Mike Mo on the on the uh, podcast um, page and just search engine and just type up Mike Mo. It'll come up. Great conversation I had with him. Even talk about his time on Empire. Remember that? And he talks about Jesse Smollett at the time pre scandal. I should say so you find that very interesting as well. That's how far back that that was. Um, you can find other great interviews that I have with so many people in the industry right now. I'm very grateful to uh, have been able to talk to all those guys. And if you go to the um, media page, you can check out the repop panels that I have with some of your favorite anime actors out there. Um, and who knows? There's more to come with repop. Who knows? <laughs> so stay tuned for that and more but if you uh want to listen to this on all of your favorite podcast platforms you can do so on spotify i, I excuse me let me do that again spotify iHeartRadio, apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, stitcher Podbean, tune in audible pocket cast pandora uh fountain if you guys are on that uh app as well you can check me out and look out for me on there and um tumblr of course, I'm on Tumblr as well. So thank you guys. It's been the best. Uh, I will be back not next week, but the week after. Uh, I will, And then I'm going to be going for another weekend as well. So I may actually do like a select start episode, but I may actually be off for uh, not doing a prime show episode. So we'll see how that works out. But I'm going for the remainder of the week. I hope you guys uh, wish you guys the best and stay healthy, stay safe, keep everybody else safe out there. And that'll do it for me on behalf of myself. 
This is Dag Saver Josiah saying learn to let go, live life, and love all things anime, comics, movies, and games. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. I am out of here. Take care and have a great week. Music for this episode is provided by Game Chops. Check out these great chiptune tracks and more at music.gamechops.com.